A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we have got coming your way. We begin with Jim and Natalie. Their guest was Glenn Johnson, and he was talking about the responsibility of stopping a game and walking off shouldn't be down to England players ahead of their Bulgaria clash. Apparently a fan got chucked out for racially abusing Raheem. Um, I think a few guys are expecting something similar in the next game, so... There's a lot of talk whether the, the lads are going to walk off the pitch, but to be honest, I don't think the players should have to make that decision. Um, I personally wouldn't want to walk off, um, but obviously if my teammates did, then obviously I'd support them and we'd all walk off together. But but I think it should be someone above, uh, maybe someone from UEFA. If, if anyone can hear that sort of abuse, then they should be the ones to stop the game and usher the lads off the pitch so that the pressure's not on the players to make the decision. At the end of the day, they just want to play football. Mm. So you don't think the players themselves should be forced into making a decision. I mean, Gareth is saying they're going to hold talks be- before the match. And he's actually saying we're not confident that we'll go there and nothing will happen. Mm. So already there's a, there's a feeling of pessimism going into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just think the, the lads just want to play the game. I don't think there should be any more pressure on them whether they want to walk off the pitch or stay on the pitch. Because um, you know it's like, if they do walk off, then there's going to be half the people out there are going to criticise them and half the people are going to support what they've done. So... Either way, they're not going to really win. Um, I just think the pressure should be taken away from them that if anyone hears it, then somebody above can make the call and stop the game and, and pull the lads off. Just and, take just take the heat off them a little bit. And you think that somebody above should be UEFA? You think an UEFA official should sit there and say, mm. OK, that, that is enough. Yeah. The well, line's well, been if, crossed. If the lads can hear it, they can hear it. It's as simple as that. So, therefore, then, like I say, take the pressure and the limelight off the players and and stop the game and then, then the lads can't get criticised afterwards or whatever And because like I said at the end of the day they're trying to do their job and concentrate on the game We were discussing it here in the office before we came on air and I know it was just mentioned about should England even be going to Bulgaria should they be making a stand before they've even set foot there mm. what do you right. think on that is that too far do they still need to get on with their job yeah I think they still need to get on with their job um, and at the moment nothing's happened so in terms of that game itself so I know this one guy and, and unfortunately we always get that one somewhere but mm. um, hopefully there won't be an issue but I just think you, you you need to turn up go and do the right have the right intentions play the game 
Um, and then if something happens, then like I say, then then somebody from UEFA should be able to put a hand up and say enough's enough and pull them off. Did you ever have any discussions about what you could do if something was heard when you were playing? Because we've heard it a lot now about players saying oh, they might walk off, that might be something they consider. Is it, did you ever have any of those, any of those discussions? No. Um, no, I didn't. It's probably the the... the the period where it spoke about most was probably during Liverpool time when Raheem was there. Mm. Raheem was getting the, quite a lot of stick. And I remember Sean Wright, uh, Phillips got quite a lot of stick a few years before that. Um, but uh, me personally, I never really had an issue with it. Um, obviously, I had a couple of instances, but nothing sort of major. Um, but yeah, in terms of, of course, people say to the players, if if you do feel uncomfortable, you can walk off, blah, blah, blah. But, mm. but it's because no one's really done it. No mm. one sort of wants to be that sort of first one and... And you've you've seen issues in, in before it's in Italy, for example, when the teammates are trying to keep the player on the pitch. So I don't know. It's just it's just awkward to watch, isn't it? You don't. No player should be out there if they feel uncomfortable. Next up, we can hear from Ian Abrahams, aka the Moose, who is actually called the Moose because once in a sitting for dinner he ate a moose. Anyway, he caught up with Jamie Carragher talking about a two-horse race, which is also something he's eaten. They're the two best teams, aren't they? And I, I said uh, last week after the Burnley game with Liverpool that they're not just the two best teams in, in the Premier League, they're the two best teams in Europe, I feel, at this moment. And I'd be very surprised if one of them aren't in the Champions League final. Who knows, could be a, a final between the two, because as I said, at this moment, I think they are uh, the, you know, the top two. City with a, you know, I think actually think City are just slightly ahead of Liverpool. They've proven that in, in the league last year, but obviously Liverpool made up with, with getting the Champions League. And as I said, I'm sure if you'd offer both clubs a reversal of that this season, they'd, they'd bite your hand off. Now we can head over to the Allen Brazil Sports Breakfast Show or the ABSB, as they call it here at Talk Sport. Spencer Oliver was on the show and he was talking about Rob McCracken. And how he found it strange that he's come out and said what he said. Now, you're probably thinking, what did he say? Well, just well, hold on a minute, you'll hear it now. God dear. I'm a little bit confused by the whole um, the whole situation because, you know, if he knew he was concussed, well, why didn't you pull him out? As yeah. simple as that. And that's my that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. But then I know Rob McCracken, I know the relationship that he's got with Joshua. And, it, and it's close, you know, they're very close. It's more than just a trainer-boxing um, trainer relationship. You know, they've got a great friendship there. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a strange one. I'm, I'm surprised that he's, he's made those comments. Now we can head over to drive time. Adrian Durham was joined by a very special guest. The son of the legendary film actress Scarlett O'Hara was alongside Big Aid and he and Jamie spoke about 3G pitches. Yeah, I wanted to bring this to, you know, the, today because... Basically, I wanted to talk about 3G pitches because you can't play in League 2. You can't get promoted from the National League into League 2 with a 3G pitch. Now, the reason I'm saying it is because you've got Harrogate, Bromley, Sutton United. Now, Bromley are flying in National League right now and they're looking to go up and they've got an owner who wants to spend some money. If they get promoted, he's got to rip up the 3G pitch and put a grass pitch down. Um, there's been talk of it in our league as well, in the Conference South, we look. We wanted to do, you know, looking at ways to how can we get more money into the football club. And, You're at Billericay, right? At Billericay, mm. and trying to get more community people into the football club. Three G, you rent it out. You can make five to ten grand a week on a on a renting out a three G pitch. Now, when you see the likes of Berry and Bolton going out of business, how are these clubs meant to make money at that level without, you know, the thirty, forty thousand fans? 
they can make money from 3G pitches. But if they invest in a 3G pitch and they want to have the belief and the drive to get into the Football League, when they get to the Football League, they can't go up. So how does that make sense? Do you know what? I think it's a great point. And, and when you when you put it like that, that say say Bromley, Sutton, Harrogate, if they do get promoted, and I think Sutton were in the playoffs last season, yeah. if they get promoted, they have to... They have to physically rip up the pitch and lay a, a grass pitch, a turf pitch. I, I find that absolutely extraordinary. And I, do, I, I agree with you, it needs a rethink, but I'm, I'm assuming you've played on, on these pitches. Yeah. I mean, can you make a sliding tackle without getting burned? Is it, is it like right. a normal pitch? Now they are. I mean, we played on one uh, last season we, at Bellerica. We had a problem with our pitch. We ended up playing at Avely, and Avely's uh, pitch was amazing. I mean, they roll it out. It's like Wembley. It's got <laughs> lines in it and everything. Like it's brilliant. The the pitches now. It's not like the old ones where it was like you can turn your ankles on them when you're playing them. These are proper pitches now. And if you see some of the pitches in League Two, they're terrible. So. You know, the the new pitches that are going down, and this is why I need to, people, I think people should look at it, it, is one, the clubs can make money from it. You don't need a training ground because you've got the facilities at the stadium. So again, you're not wasting money and you're seeing so many clubs now struggling financially. The only problem is, is that any new proposal would require the support of majority of the EFL's 72 member clubs. So they've all got to agree to it. Now, I think that is where the clubs come together and be like, how can we help some of these National League clubs and these clubs that want to try and get into the league, help them out? How can we get investing money and getting more community people, more fans to come and watch their teams play? I think, and the fact that these clubs, and I was at Sutton last season on their cup run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, uh, was it against Wimbledon or was it the season before? I can't remember. But I looked at the pitch and I was asking questions about the pitch and how the community used it. And that, for me, is one of the keys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the weather is. You can still use that pitch. It won't cut it up for the, for the, for the game on the Saturday yeah. that the first team plays. So, uh, for me, there's, there's so many positives with it. The flip side of it is, and let me put this to you, if you get loads of clubs laying these pitches... And it turns out that over the course of, say, the next five to ten years, all the positives with these pitches, which I'm, I'm hearing making absolute sense, but if you end up with these pitches at every single club in, in even the Championship, League One, League Two, National League, and, and further down as well, is that going to be a good thing? Could we end up with a situation maybe 10, 15 years' time where there are no grass pitches at all, and would that be good? No, listen, we, no one wants that. I mean, you want to play on grass, but when you get, you've got big clubs that can afford it, they have the facilities, they have it, but then there's other clubs that are trying to get there and trying to build and trying to create a future for their football club. They don't have the money, they don't have the investment, they haven't had the infrastructure of 30, 40 years of history. So they need the help, that, and the 3G can offer them that. So that's why I think that they can come in and they can put a pitch down and they can they can progress into the Football League with that pitch, but also being able to make money for the football club. It is extraordinary. Um, Bromley are a point off the top, which yeah, is flying. absolutely uh, amazing what they're doing. Bearing in mind where they came from, you've seen the film Bromley Boys, they're, they're absolutely nothing. Mm, <laughs> now yeah. they're on the brink, if they have a good run between now and the end of the season, on the brink of the Football League, extraordinary. I think it's a subject a lot of people will be listening to and thinking, actually, yeah, he's, he's got a point. It is unfair. These clubs have been talking about this for a little while, that they would have have to rip up their pitches and getting the message out there maybe those uh, clubs who make this decision who have a vote might just rethink <laughs> now <laughs> oh dear you're probably <laughs> you're probably wondering why I'm laughing so much. <laughs> oh this is such a funny story from breakfast I haven't heard it yet
Soterius, who run the place, is sitting there. Fergie's big, mate. Fergie's best pal, big gambler, loves a bet. He's sitting there with this little guy. So he come and sit with us, Harry. So I sit down. He said, this is Lee Topless, the jockey. Hello, Lee. I said, how are you doing? I said, you, you know, you're an apprentice with Richard Fahey. Doing very well. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm, de- I'm riding plenty of winners, blah, blah, blah. I said, what are you doing down here? He said, I'm riding work tomorrow at Newmarket. And he gave me a couple of trainers' names. It was Anyway... He turns up at Tottenham next week. We've got a, a European Cup game and he comes, he's outside, wants a ticket. I get him in. He's in the dressing room after getting Gareth Bell's shirt, Modric's shirt. He's getting all the shirts signed. Anyway, for five years, he had me. He told me... Five he was, years. Lee Topless, the jockey. So he's ringing, Harry, have a few quid on this today. All right, OK, nowhere. Uh, Harry, can you do me a favour? I've got to go out to... Uh, to uh, ride work for Godolphin out to Dubai. I've got no money. Uh, I've got my wages coming next week. Could you lend me £500 for, <laughs> for a week? Yeah, sure, OK, Lee. Yeah, but, right, he's got me for five years. Eventually, one day, we're taking him out for dinner. After the after football, he turns up at Chelsea. I'll get him in the box next to Roman Ramage's box. We get on the King's Road after me, Kevin Bond, Joe Jordan, Clive Allen. We're having dinner. He's there, little Stevie, a little uh, Lee, as we thought he was, Lee Topless. He's ordering everything he can eat, tir- double tiramisu, <laughs> drinking red wine like it's water. I went, you're riding tomorrow, Lee. Are you going to be all right? Yeah, he said, don't worry. So I run around the track twice. I put a sweatsuit on. Oh, OK, I believe all this. Eventually, I'll get a phone call from my mate. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get a phone call from my mate of mine. He says, Harry, you still speaking to that Lee Topless, the jockey? Yeah, I said, I'll speak to him. I said, never gives me a winner. I said, he's used... He said, well, he ain't Lee Topless. He said, he works in a, he works in a pub in Newmarket collecting glasses. No. Right? So I ring Soterius now, who's... who's who, uh, yeah, introduced him, yeah. I said, uh, you still seeing Lee Topless, Soterius? No, nah, he said, he comes in here for free dinners all the time, he said. I'm fed up. He keeps giving, I keep giving him dinner. He drinks all the best wine. He said, he gives me nothing but losers. I said, well, he ain't Lee Topless. I said, he's, he's, he. and I told him the story. He said, that's amazing. Because two weeks ago, he signed with Fergie at Doncaster Races. We're in the paddock. I looked number six, Lee Topless. I went, hiya, Lee. He said... He looked at me as though he'd never seen me before. <laughs> I said, that's because he, that's cause he had it. He, he... I'm Paul Hawksby and this is TalkSport Daily. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And staying with breakfast, we can hear from Jason Gillespie, who would certainly listen if England came calling. Well, it depends how loud they shout, I suppose. I'll be honest, I haven't thought about it. It's Look, Harmy, it's lovely and uh, very humbling to be, you know, my name to be thrown around as, as a potential candidate. But, um, but look, you know, look, if, if someone gave me a call and wanted to have a coffee and have a chat, then, look, I, I'm open to having a conversation. But, you know, at, at the moment, my focus is on Sussex and the strikers. Stame of England and Steve Harmson, or Harmy, was talking about Jason Gillespie and Harmy or Steve Harmison or Hammy no that won't work doesn't think he's the right man to take over England well of course not that's Boris Johnson isn't it I've played against him I've played for him and I think he's got the perfect life for him he coaches Sussex six months of the year goes back home has a month off either side the big bash I think it's it's a job that he doesn't want. I don't. I don't believe that Jason mm. Gillespie would want because of where his family life is at this moment in time. It would take a massive offer to get somebody like Jason Gillespie. But there's there's other people throwing the hat in the ring, and you know you've got Otis Gibson who's been in the the, the, the England setup before. Mickey Arthur who's just coached Pakistan and he's you know, a seasoned campaigner as a an international coach, but also got you know coaches from within. You've got Chris Silverwood, and you've got um, possibly Paul Collingwood, who are actually yeah. in this system. But do England need a new voice? That's the big question. People what? are saying the same things, but just yeah, a different voice. Staying with cricket. Oh, oh excuse me. Uh, we can hear from Guy Swindles now. He was. Oh, a lot of cricket in the show. He was with Josh Butler. And then straight after that, we can head over to Talk Sport 2 and hear, oh dear, Harmy's review of the day. What's that? We've got the tour of South Africa. Great, I love cricket. Butler's on strike and he drives in way, way back. Beautiful, clean hit. And made to look almost absurdly easy by Butler. With the new ball being not too far away, I thought this would be the easier time to try and score um, and also to try and have some fun. You know, I think um, batting's been sort of quite hard work for this summer and, and not particularly enjoyable. So, um, yeah, to actually to sort of try and take the shackles off and, and try and play with a bit more of a smile on my face. And there you are with uh, Jack Leach, your old mucker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously a great mate from... From uh, from the beginning, so um, yeah, it's nice to nice to play with him uh, out in the middle, and um, no, he's uh, he's trying to bat like Trez out there, isn't he? So match situation, what's the plans for tomorrow? No, we just got to try and make it, you know, push on and get as big a score as we can. I, I don't think the wicket has been a, an absolute belter. Obviously, with Australia choosing to bowl, they certainly didn't think it would be. So um, there's been a little bit of movement, a little bit of swing. I think it's a good cricket wicket. So if you bowl well, you can get rewards. But I think if you bat well and apply yourself, there's there's runs to be had. So uh, we're Hopefully get a few more in the morning and then look to bowl really well. Were the guys in the dressing room slightly disappointed that a few of them made starts and, and, and couldn't go on? 
Well, yeah, potentially. I think, um, I think obviously, when you get in those positions, you want to try and capitalise on it. But you know, potentially, it shows that it's a wicket you're never quite in on. Um, I think, as well, Australia know a very good bowling attack who asks questions, you know, non-stop. Um, and, and I think you had to bat well to, to try and to negate that. So I think it showed, there's, like I said before, it's, it's a good cricket wicket. I think if you bowl well, you can get rewards. But if you bat well, the same. I bet you Stuart Broad will be deep down thinking, what more can we do as a bowling unit? Haven't been, bear in mind, Stuart Broad have been there, done it, T-shirt, the whole lot, 120-odd test matches. I bet you Jimmy Anderson would be bouncing off the walls because he'd be thinking, right, you know, we've put our team in a position of strength on more than one occasion in this series and and we haven't, um, we haven't capitalised now. We've got the perfect opportunity to maximise on a very, very good pitch to wear in, to wear Australia down, get a score in excess of 400, because that's what the pitch was. You know, that's what the pitch was. Uh, how good the pitch was, and give us something to bowl at, because constantly we are bowling at 200, 250, um, and we are having to bowl. We have to take more risks than we would like to. Rather than, like I said before, stay with a patience game. Bowl a maiden, bowl a maiden from the other end. Get two or three maidens in a row and put pressure on the opposition. England haven't been able to do that as a bowling unit because they're always searching for wickets because of scoreboard pressure and not having runs on the board. Now, onto the sports bar, which of course is actually named Andy Goldstein's sports bar, although it's written here in front of me on this piece of paper, just sports bar. But it should be Andy Goldstein's sports bar, so obviously whoever wrote that, that'll be the last thing they ever write before they write out their details on their P45. But anyway, these were some of the best bits from Andy Goldstein's sports bar. Right, Jay. Whoa! No, 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 my friend. Press a button. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. The rules are simple. Very simple. Very simple. Yet you still get it wrong, some of you plonkers out there. You can talk about whatever you like. It can't be sport, politics or religion. If it is sport, politics or religion, you'll hear this noise. And if you find out, I go, yeah, well, I went to get a pizza, right? And when I asked for the pizza, I said, uh, what topping have you got? You'll hear that noise, all right? Did you get your T-shirt? I spent the post. What T-shirt did you send me? A Georgie Best T-shirt. No, I didn't get it. Oh, she went to sport. When did you send she it, she Carol? Sport. I sent it to you, direct yeah. to you. Right. right. What address? Bear with me a minute. Okay, yeah, in your own time. It's only live. Uh, a larger letter. Wait. Yeah. To talk sport. Yeah. What's the address, Kez? S-E-1. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 8-D-J. Yeah, 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 yeah. What address? Yeah. That's, That's the postcode. What's the address there, Kaz? Um, oh, I can't 18, remember 18, now. 18, 18, 18, 18 Hatfields, yeah. isn't it? Is it 18 Hatfields, Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 we, we're not there anymore, Carol. We moved about moved. three months ago. It's, oh, I, don't think the, I don't think the... <laughs> I don't think the building's there anymore. I don't know why I'm so... We must have... Is it redirected? Some kind of contingency plan. No, no one's going to redirect oh, no, it. Mail. It'll be stupid. Carol, listen, I'll tell you what we do. Yeah. I don't know what we do. Yeah. There's nothing I, we can do. Well, I'll no, tell you they, what I do, Kaz. On the way, I'm all nip down past there <laughs> and I'll, I'll stick my head around the door. There must be... Uh, Carol, I'll look into it this end. Call call back on Tuesday of next week and I'll have an update for you, all right, Carol? Yeah, because um, I'll tell you something, Andy. Okay. I hope we do well on uh, Sunday. Thank you, Carol. That's really kind of you. 
And I donated £10 to you. Oh, legend, Carol. Yeah. How nice is that? That's really funny, Carol. You didn't stick it in a post, did you? <laughs> and uh, I hope... Kaz, can I ask you a question? Yes. Did you send me a T-shirt? No. Why not? Because you're a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. what's that got to do with it? You've just mentioned sport. Off she goes. Oh, no. Well, I can't... No, that's not she's done. gone. No, she's gone. No, okay. She's yeah, gone. Okay, Carol, we'll talk to you Tuesday. I've got to let you go yes. for uh, legal yeah. reasons. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Well done for listening. Congratulations. I mean, it's not that difficult. You just put your headphones on and just do nothing. I mean, the headphones do most of the work. I mean, you can't not hear it if it's going into your ears. That's why you put your headphones on your head in the first place. Anyway, a quick reminder that Derby against Cardiff in the Championship will be live on TalkSport 2 tonight, if you're listening on Friday, from 6pm. Make sure you join me live on TalkSport, actually, 9pm on Sunday night for the Trans-Europe... Sorry, the Andy Goldstein's Trans-Europe Express where it's me, Andy Brassel, and someone else whose name I can't remember yet. Well, they change it weekly. But anyway, that's it. Thanks for another podcasty listen. And I'll see you, well, I won't see you, but you understand what I'm saying, on next week's podcasts. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.